Welcome to the Pussy Black Brother Network. Welcome back to Call Wax in our second half with our review with our collaboration and i'm still here with the bougie brother sean what up brother yes sir yes sir back again back again so this was something sean and i was talking about when we heard that hey mad lib is doing an album with freddie freddie gibbs and last year we were he had that release out that i was like man i like this dude and you said, yeah, I, I, I sent you one before that. And you was like, get that shit out of here. And I was like, yeah, because I really didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like that one. But this one, I liked. And you you, you clearly were saying, yo, the dude is good. The dude is good. Um, not great. Um, really does some good shit. You know, he's playful with a lot of stuff that he done. And um, this one was Freddie with the uh, Teddy Pendergrass album and shit right, cover, you right. know what I mean? So, yep. but after that, then it was the Fetty, remember? Yep. He dropped the Fetty, yeah. With, with, so he was hot last yeah, year. With Currency and the Alchemist did like the, the beats or some shit with that. So and, last year was our first year of of, of talking about Freddy. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it was the year before last. You were No, right. but, I, but I don't think we rated that. I think We, we did it t- rate it. I introduced you to him, and right. you, like you said, and then so, okay, so we've known you've known of Freddie for two years, but you've been listening to him for one year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. I was, and and what turned me on, I, I liked them on Currency, uh, mm-hmm. with him and Currency with the Fetty. I, I liked it. I didn't think it really showcased him enough. Um, and I think, and I, because I was listening to some of our podcasts, and I was kind of like. Yeah, he needs some better beats. You know what I mean? He he definitely needs some better beats, and uh, uh, just a good producer that he can play off. Right. So then when I heard he was going to be with Madlib, I was like, "Whoa! Right. How did that happen?" And it was weird because they said they did an album together or or some cuts together earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa! I didn't know that, and I didn't get a chance to listen to that one, but." They became like personal friends and shit, and they was hanging and they was trying to get something together. And I'm not sure if you heard this story, but he was touring in, I think, Austria, and he got arrested for rape. And didn't even know the woman. Didn't even know the woman, but he he stayed in prison for like a couple of months Mm -hmm. on a rape charge. And he was supposed to do a uh, an album with Madlib, and he didn't know if he would be in jail for for that charge or he would get out. So he start memorizing Madlib's beats and start writing, and he was writing it so fast. He would he was like, "Man, I gotta get this out. I gotta get this out." And he said, "If you listen to the album, you'll see." the rapidness of how he was rapping on here compared to the way he used to. And that was something that was weird to me because I was kind of like, why is he rushing some of this shit? Because he was, he was going a little faster than he normally would. Right. But it was based on his experience when he was writing it, when he was in jail. And I was like, Oh, okay. Good context. You know what I mean? Because right. if you didn't know that 
you would probably go, the fuck is, you know, did y'all get this together? Did y'all really hear what was going on? But that was purposeful, you know, that he did that with a purpose. And now that I understood it, I started listening to it again. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. He was kind of rapid firing on a couple of things because, you know, you could see the urgency of what he was doing and all. So I found that to be really interesting. And going back with Mad Lib, so I really listened to a lot of Mad Lib's instrumental albums. So, okay. so he was with the um uh, the JD shit and Jay Dilla and a couple of those guys from Detroit. So he was doing a lot of stuff like them. And, you know, I listened to him and Raz G and Lotus, Flying Lotus. And he was just one of those guys that did some odd shit. He did a soundtrack album that he wanted somebody to make a movie so he can use that music for this for uh for for a movie and he just made a soundtrack and it was fucking amazing but he never got a movie to go with that so i remember the little things that he did he did an album with indian beats and samples with people talking um that indian dialect and stuff like that and the creative way this guy does things is like amazing so i really was waiting to hear this album but um, that was my intro to before I even cut it on. Because as soon as you said, oh, it's coming out this weekend, I was like, I'm on it. I just had to hear it. I definitely had to hear it. But uh, And the album is Bandera. And, oh, Bandana. Damn, I said Bandana, Bandera. Ain't right. no R in that bitch. Um, Do Bandana. you know the name of that, that Indian instrumental album? Because I'm highly interested in that. Because I want to actually go ahead and break down those samples you know i sent you a couple samples yeah yeah that's <laughs> that first we'll one get into that. Shit, we'll, get into yeah, that. Yeah. we'll get into that so I'll, I'll find that but um yeah that i actually kept that so when i look it up and for matlib i can actually tell you the the other one that i didn't get was the one with the soundtrack because that's the one that i kind of missed but um yeah man so that was my introduction to um, getting ready to listen to this. So what was your background before this came in or before you start listening? What was your expectation and stuff um, before we get into the album? I've been rocking with Freddie Gibbs for about six years. He had an album called, and the mixtape called Babyface Killer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this is really nice. He has this he has this solid in the pocket flow. He's he wasn't as fast as you were saying. I'll get into that, but I kind of liked him, you know. Then I heard he went overseas and got locked up for a fake rape, you know. And when he came back, he immediately dropped the album. And that album, personally, I feel like it was straight. I think it was called like One Life to Live or or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm just still, you know, keeping them around, keeping them in the pocket. You know, so when I started hearing about this new album, I was kind of like, okay, cool. I just hope this is better than the last one. Because the last one, I wasn't too fond of. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It could have been better. Oh, You Only Live Twice. That was the That was the one that he dropped right after he got out of jail. 
But rumor has it, he started recording this album in 2017. Actually, it's no rumor. There's footage of him in the studio with Mad Lib and Mad Lib's team. Okay. And, and like, him working these beats and him basically writing down and, you know, kind of in this, in this zone that he's in. And you're absolutely right. The whole album is actually, like, a lot of the whole album is actually rapid fire. And I like the fact that the whole album is like that. Gotcha. It's not like, oh, well, he kind of slowed down a little too much here. It's like, no. I'm on, on these beats. Mm -hmm. I'm on all these beats. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the beat is just coming on, and I'm on it. <laughs> uh. You know what I'm saying? I'm right, ready. Right, right. Like, ha! You know? Eating it. I'm so, eating it. Right. So he he almost get a perfect 10 for that because he was he was spotless, man. He was on these beats. He was harmonizing on them. He was bringing back his old crazy bone, bone thugs and harmony, little harmonized. That shit was perfect, man. Mm -hmm. But he's been doing that. Right. You right. know, he's like, like that melody rap shit, he he caught on to that back, like I said, six years ago when I was listening to him. He he had a lot of little tracks. He had a song with Crazy Bone back really? in the day. Okay. Yes. So he's he's been on this. So I I I was like, okay, this should be interesting. It should be very interesting. Now, my Mad Lib story is Mad Lib's rapper name is called Quasimodo. Oh. And he has albums out. Yeah. These albums are low key like Slick Rick albums, like stories. Mm -hmm. He uses two different voices. And it's a little odd. You know, I remember driving on a road trip and my homeboy was listening. He was like, look, I'm, I'm probably like on a second, one of the second Quasimodo albums or I like deep into the first album. He's like, but you got to turn this off. <laughs> look, man, I'm not down with this whack music you be playing, bro. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, damn, you don't even know who this is. is. What the fuck wrong with you? You don't even know who this is. He's like, look, I don't care. Just put something else on. Right. I was like, man. So... You know, he is definitely a acquired taste when it comes to his rapper side. His but rapper his beats side. are so hard. You right, know, his right, beats right. are. So right. I just enjoy him and his and the way he goes back and forth talking to himself, but it's not, you know, it's like it's like it's 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 cool. It's cool. I enjoy it. Got it. So definitely enjoy his Quasimodo side. So I was like, when I was seeing them promoted, he was promoting his Quasimodo character. With oh, the zebras, okay. okay, you know that Quasimodo, that yellow dude is his, is him, is the character that is the artist. I yeah, guess. With, with that little horn or whatever snout. Yeah, and the big long, yeah, and then big long Cubert, no. Yeah, Cubert. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's exactly. Cubert with legs, yeah, and arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. So I was like, okay, this should be good. And then he started throwing out little samples of the beats coming out and I was like oh okay this should be nice this should be real real nice so I I had some fair expectations of this before it come came out okay okay so if you if you go back it's beat conductor with a k beat conductor volume one and two that's the that's the album that's the movie one that he tried to do um and if you if you hear the beats on there this shit is fucking awesome. But the one I was talking about is Beat Conductor 3 and 4 in India. When you hear that, it's going to be like, damn, why the fuck did you do that? 
but the way he used these Indian beats was like fucking amazing, dude. Really amazing. This dude is really, really talented. And what he does, you know, because sometimes I, I was I was kind of disappointed because it seemed like he uses the whole sample of the album, but he doesn't. No, he don't. He, and, he, he does it in a way that it seems like it's the whole thing. But when you try to hear where he got it from, you kind of be like, whoa, oh, OK. Oh, damn, that's kind of hot. All right. And he's really, really good with that. And um, he, he, he does a lot of stuff with a lot of people, too. So you would see him low key with a couple of albums. But also, you know, his name will be like like Mad Villainy. Um, uh, I actually I had some samples from that. It's, yeah. Mad Villainy. And then there was another one uh, Fortet did some remixes and the Fortet was really cool. So that's like some instrumental shit that they did too. So he does okay. a whole bunch of little things with a lot of people and you don't really know who he is until you hear these soul food type beats or something that's like in the fifties or the sixties or that seventies beat. When you, you looking at these um, black exploitation movies and right. that's the kind of shit that he puts out, but he makes it sound so fucking well. So, yeah, so that's that that was me with Madlib because you know me, I'm always listening to producers. I'm always seeing I want to hear creators because the way they create, you never know where it came from. He doesn't do a lot of samples on samples on samples on samples. He uses sample but makes it work and may add a couple of things in there, but he makes it work. So he's not a multi-sample person that you would say, "Oh, okay, I see what you're doing." It's it's not that, but when I heard this bandana, I was kind of like, okay, let's let's see what's up. You know, I was excited, but I didn't want to get too excited because I didn't want to be like let down. Right. But <laughs> I wasn't let down. <laughs> and and most of the reviews is like fucking album of the year. And if you really tied into listening to Freddie and then listening to the fucking beats. It's not a lot that can fucking go up against this dude. It's not a lot. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. And I loved the fact that Freddie was so comfortable with how the beats were and how he rapped. Basically like what you were saying. You know, it started off with that crazy abrigato, and then my nigga saw. Uh, <laughs> but he was—he was actually speaking English the whole time. Nah, that was Japanese, dude. Nope, nope. When you go back and you listen to it, he is speaking in English at the with the hard, hard Japanese accent. Okay, so I need to listen to it again. Okay. Yeah, so that, my nigga, he said that Madeline Bach and Freddie Gibbs, but now, Beachy, now I don't, you know, you know, he's saying Beachy, you know, but yeah, I gotta listen to it again. Yeah, man, go back and listen to it, and, and, and it's a hard, hard accent, but you can act, he's actually saying, talking to you. So go ahead, go ahead. I want to go right. ahead and let you finish. So after that, that was fun. And then it went into the freestyle, and I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, 
I see where you're going. And then, <laughs> then the half yeah, main, yeah. half cocaine. Yeah. And I was like, listen to this shit. Yeah. Listen. And I mean, niggas will never learn. Yeah. <laughs> niggas will never learn. <laughs> and to me, the beat was was good for Freddie. But Freddie burnt this motherfucker. He rode this bitch like, and he and he had his little harmonica. Never learned, and he was like, and he was just rolling on that. I was like, oh, I, I see what's going, and and I really enjoyed the whole shit. From that point, I was always preparing my mind, and then you sent me the crime pays, right? That was with all the zebras, and he had all those yeah. white people working for him. Yeah. <laughs> But with that one, it was the beat. And then you 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 gave me the sample, the true sample to that. But yeah. if you hear the sample on its own, you're kind of like, wow, this is really smooth. And then Freddie put his shit in there. I was like, wow, this is really fucking good. And this is really what I, you know, like I said earlier, you want people to hear a guy how truly good he is. Right. This is how it happened for me, for Freddie Gibbs. Because because of these beats and because he did it the way he did it, and Mad Lib said, you know what? This suits you better. Put this suit on. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. Take it out on the ends. Make it fit right. Right. How do you feel comfortable with that? Yeah. Okay, now walk out with it. And he walked out with these beats and these bitches. Oh my god So You know Without going all through these You know I have so many favorites on there Crime pays go, I didn't really of, like Instead that. of going favorites Because okay. Let's go Let's go your Flaws what, what did you see that was wrong? Um Where, what, what was What was the Con You know what I'm saying? So the cons for me Were the ones And I don't remember them Because I still listen to it regardless Some of them that he was rapping faster and he rapped faster than the beat was so he almost grabbed off beat because he was going a little too fast right and i'm gonna remember which ones they were because i like so much of the album but that was a flaw that either they should have said look dude you don't have to do that you 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 hitting it hard you're going there but let's try to keep it on on track to keep the harmony and everything going from that so that was a flaw on that um, honestly, I don't think there was anything that I didn't like about it. I listened to the whole thing. They may not. Now, what was it? I think Goddamn was okay. But it was okay. It wasn't bad. Do you throw it away? No, it went well with the, everything that he did. And, and this is why it went well. Because Madlib made sure that the beats went together. So it right. didn't even matter really what he was rapping about because the music was so arranged perfectly right behind each other that you was accustomed and comf- comfortable for that. But biggest standout was education. that fucking education. Dude. What? My God. I didn't know. And I'm telling you why there was a standout. I never thought he would be able to rap with fucking um, most deaf and Black Thought. I just didn't right. think that would even be right. Now, Black Thought and, you know, most, well, Yassine Bey, 
they rap together. But he came on the back end and hey, he held his own. And then he used that old, um, I think that was the um, Yeezy beat that he used on one of his albums. That beat on, on that, that on that on the education. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm trying to remember which song it was, but I was like, "Damn, that's the shit that Yeezy had on the motherfucker." Um, one of the four albums that he put out last June and shit, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, I just didn't think that was gonna sound right. And even when Anderson Park, and we, I'm going with the features because those those ones was like really. I didn't know if it would have went well. So I really kind of paid attention to that. And the Anderson Park was just a really nice little flow that he did. And I was like, okay. And the beat was, it, it almost sound like a, what was that? Uh, Wu-Tang Clan beat. Okay. So if you listen to it, it sounds like a Wu Tang beat, and he he he's hitting it just like he was with the Wu. And then Anderson Park came in with his little song and and and, and you know verse and everything on there. So it was really cool, really really cool. And then Palmolive and Pusha T showed up on there. I like the fact that Killer Mike did a hook on there, as opposed to trying to rap on it. He did the hook, which was fine. And then Pusha T did his set on there. And I was like, wow, okay. Not a lot of features, but good enough to complement the whole album. And the right. and, and the cuts, and, and the, again, the production on there complimented everybody. Man, I popped this album in, and I listened to it for a whole seven days straight. <laughs> like, I popped it in. And I was like, damn, this is really good. Mm -hmm. And then I took it off. I put something else in. And I was like, nah, this ain't cutting it. <laughs> you put it back on. Put it back on. And I'm just like, okay, I really like this. Tried to take it off. I was like, nope. I liked it so much that I started digging and looking for the samples. Damn, dude. All right. I was like, damn, man, this shit is really fucking good. That shit is really good. So then I went to go find that Free Spirit, the original sample for well, the original sample from Crime Pays. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> I know, right? This song's hard as hell. I actually listened to the whole song because you yeah. sent it to me. Yeah. Let me try repeat. <laughs> and in the middle of it, talking about Crime Pays, nigga, Crime, crime Pays. pays. <laughs> crime Pays, nigga, Crime Pays. I'm like, wow. So I dig some more. Right. And then I listened to the 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 Palmolive sample, the original sample. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Which which also has a sample in fake names. Really? So he so basically he used one song and he used two samples out of it for two separate songs. Oh. God damn. Yeah. So the song is called Cry of a Dreamers by the Silvers. Yeah, the Silvers. Yep, Leon Silvers the <laughs> third. Yeah, so those the Silvers was the the play off the Jackson Five. So they supposed to try oh. to be fam more famous than the Jackson Five, but the Silvers just never did it because they never had a Michael Jackson. Right. They okay. just had the Silvers, and they was kind of like, Nah, you you cool, but you ain't Michael. <laughs> you ain't the Jacksons. So it really made me start digging on the Giannis. 
the Giannis has a low key James Brown, I'm black and I'm proud sample in there. And you can hear it after somebody tells you, oh, okay, there it go. But it also has an Indian song in there. What? And I went to find the sample of the Indian song. It's called Ashman Kinesh. <laughs> so I, I had to literally listen to the whole song. Before you find it? Yeah. Because he didn't use it like that. You know, and because he, I'm used to it. Well, I hear Crying Pays and I hear how he used damn near the whole song, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn, he stole his whole Yeah, shit. he stole the whole goddamn just thing. just retook it and just looped that bitch for him. But it was you so good, though. You but needed was, to hear it. it. Yeah, right. yeah. Just to refresh your memory, like, how good this, this track really is. You know, we do that with hip-hop now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's... it's huh. One thing I'm going to say, I'm probably, probably going to say a little bit later, it was timeless. Mm. You know, that's that is the definition of a timeless song. Right. Where you can turn it into a hip hop track and then you still feel the same way about it after you hear it and go back to the original sample. Yeah. Oh yeah. You like so so I'm definitely gonna go back and listen to the Indian instrumentals because I went back to hear that and I finally found it and I was just like, Wow, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, so for you telling me that, it's like, oh, so I'm definitely gonna go listen to this because man, you man, know what he's listening to, right? So when you you hear some shit like that, you're kind of like, what made him think of that? And he'd be like, yeah. dude, he's been doing this back in 2012 or 2007. Yeah he, knows yeah, he knows it. He also said he did his whole all those beats on his iPad. Yeah, he get that's going around the internet and shit. People was like, oh, all I need is the internet. I mean, uh, iPad. I could be just like Madeline. Nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah. No, you can't. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that. You got to put some real time in. Exactly. He, he, you know, he was standing side by side with, with Jay Dillon. You know, Jay Dillon mm-hmm. was, was fucking regurgitating beats. He was rocking beats out, man. Putting beats out like, like dope. Yep. For real. And he'll sit you know? there with a drum machine. While he was um, in the hospital making beats, I think donuts was done when he was in the hospital. Man, so Mad Lib, you know, gets a lot of inspiration. I know he pulls a lot of inspiration from that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no allusion to that. So my, I did have a couple downers. Okay. One of my downers was education. Really? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And see, I'm gonna take it to the lyrical side, dog. Okay. I I enjoyed it, but the whole an education mm-hmm. like messed me up because it was it was off. No, they did that because that's the break. That's the break in the action because all if you listen to what they rap about, and then it's an education, and then the next motherfucker come in. And they do the same thing, and they want a break. They didn't want a flow. They wanted to cut it off to say education. So it was, it was, they they did it with a purpose, and that's what, how they they kind of set it up. It wasn't a flow album. It was a basically, um, you know, just segments. They had three segments of a what's called, even though it was the same beat. It was, look, that's your turn, that's your turn, that's your turn, and go from that. So, but, but I'm not going to take it away from you, because, you know, it is what it is. Did you like cataracts? 
Hold on, man. Let me finish. Let me oh, finish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. So I'm the sorry. other thing that I didn't like, because it was only two things that I didn't like. Okay. So yes, education I didn't like, and Giannis wasn't my favorite. Really? And it's so funny that you pointed out the two things that you liked that I really didn't like on this album. Really? Okay. Yes. I was fine with his fast rap because as a rapper and you hearing somebody coming, that was like challenging, competitive. You wanted to jump on that motherfucker with him. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, damn, you coming with it. All right, I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? And he, and he was coming. He was coming. Yeah. It was fast. Mm -hmm. I'll give you that. But as a rapper, hearing these beats, I, I be fumbling over these motherfuckers excited too. <laughs> Man, these beats is phenomenal. But if you in the studio, dude, you you shouldn't be doing that. Dog, these beats are phenomenal. Yes. Yes. Jay Z would be scared to write on these beats. He wouldn't even write on them. And he would and he oh no, I'm not gonna say it. Look, so let's just say that there's a lot of rappers, and I'm right. not saying Jay Z because mm -hmm. I, I don't know, and I'm not going to do that to him. There's a lot of artists that would sound like shit on these phenomenal-ass beats. So, and there's a lot of rappers who won't be able to do it in one take. He was you. coming out here, and that's why they could have been fast, because he was literally doing these tracks in one take. That's why that first freestyle at the beginning was, he was like, all right, I'm done. I don't need to do no more. Yeah, oh, I'm done, I'm done. There's all the next one. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and that set the tone of the album. That that and, and if you're an artist and you're a rapper and you know that sets the tone of an album, you know that he's he's, he's running in his head. Like, ah, give me the next one. Ah, give me the next one. Right. You know, so maybe he did. Maybe that was his slow one. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna say don't the whole album was one take because the whole album was not one take. Right. I can guarantee that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I heard that, you know, he did. <sighs> Let me go back to Mad Lib real quick. Mad Lib did a lot of copying and pasting on these production and his beats, but it was fucking cold. It yes. was precise. Yes. It was very precise how he was blending and putting all of these little beats together that bitch and was putting these tracks together and mm -hmm. then and then slowly putting in the goddamn um um skits and shit dog like yeah, all yeah. of that shit was blended in <laughs> so fucking nice mm -hmm. just but just on his part with the if, if let's say the track arrangement because i don't know if it was just mad lip but the way they put this album together was Almost perfect. I'm not gonna say perfect mm -hmm. because I already had the perfect album this year. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't give two perfect <laughs> albums. So I'll just let you know that right. this is not right. a perfect album. So, but you know, going back to Freddie Gibbs, Freddie, Freddie came in, man. He had a he had a theme. He had a concept. You know, he was rapping about that dope shit, and, mm -hmm. and you know, he was going hard. And then the Beatle change. And then he's going harder, mm. you know, like, and then, and then they're still trying to keep these songs. These were minute and a half songs, mind you. There were songs that was chopped into, these three-minute songs were actually minute and a half songs, two minute and a half songs. Right. So it was probably like, he did it probably like four separate times on the album. Yeah, that it was like multiple. So when yeah, you hear half that. Man, half when you hear, mm -hmm. was one. When you hear that, you know a producer got, a lot to do with that because they want to put these beats on mm -hmm. 
If you're a producer and you love this and you want to put all your beats on there and you don't want to do about 20 tracks, you just cut it in half. Right. And then not only that, you know, there's a lot of these rappers that's only putting down one one track. I mean, one verse. Yep. Yep. You know, they don't want to rap long no more or they understand the game now. And they, and they know they don't they don't need to rap that long no more. So, yeah, so they, they're being kind of selective on that. But every time I hear a break in um, a, a, a rap or whatever and they put another song on, I mean, another another beat on, I know the producer wanted to get his shit in because he was okay. like, I like this. I like this. Fuck that. You're only going to rap two minutes on this. I'm going to break this motherfucker. I need you to rap on this mm-hmm. because they, they, they're so excited because that's me. I love this beat. Damn, if I, damn, we ain't got enough time. I'll give you two minutes, but you're going to rap on this one right here. And they break it in half because they got to get their music on there. They got to get these beats they created on there without doing 20 and 30 tracks. Because that just doesn't make sense. That Sometimes that overwhelms people. I think if it would have went long, we would have got them like, wow, that's, I like this, but goddamn, it's kind of long and shit. This one oh, was that's where the game is going, Daddy. You don't see that? Come on, I, man. I, I do, but I want to be able like this. I love this. I love the track arrangement and the 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 amount because I can keep listening to this. Now, if it was twenty something or, or close to thirty tracks, I wouldn't be putting it on that much because it's just too much. Because I've heard a lot, and then some of it may not be that good, and then I'm kind of like. Uh, let me put on something else for a while and then I can come back and then I may not listen to the whole thing. But this one, because of the tracks and the amount of tracks, you can keep hearing that. The album is 46 minutes long. There's only two four minute songs on the album. And one of them is education and the other one is Palmala. Both of them are the features on the album. Right. Everything else is two and three minutes long. <laughs> Everything else are two and three minutes. That's true. Because, because again, and then half of them are one verses or one verse to a half, a verse and a half, and then it jumps to another song. Right. So, again, and technically, with the 15 tracks on here, there's probably 19 tracks that you're listening to. Hmm. Mm. Okay. At least an additional four tracks because Half Man, Half Amazing was one. Uh, flat, uh, the fake names was another one, and then it was again. I I can't remember off the top of my head. It well, might situations. have been situations. Yeah, situations. yeah, I'm thinking situations, and then cataracts. Uh, right, it's either cataracts or practice was another one. Now, practice so, is about two fifty four. Cataracts is about like three thirty nine. Right. So yeah, that was the good part. They know that the they know that I don't if I make a whole song they're not gonna listen to it so let me put a couple of them in there and then also if i make these couple of songs let me also make little i mean let me make a short song so let me make this short song but let me just not keep it by itself let me put this other short song with it because he probably didn't even finish the song he probably was like okay that's all i got from it okay don't worry we'll figure out what we're gonna do with it right right and then they was just like, okay, well, we'll put this verse and we'll blend it in with this verse that you only got one verse with and we'll put it together and make it one song, but you, you're you rapping on two different beats. 
Mm-hmm. That's the thing now. I mean, Travis mm-hmm. Scott did it, so you yep. know, let's just go with the trend. But Travis Scott makes his beats too, mm-hmm. so he wants to put as much as he can to be like, oh man, I want to do this. <sighs> I put that on the backside of that, and it's like yes. a four or five minute cut, and you'd be like, damn, that's a long. Oh, he changed the beat on that bitch. Oh, right. Okay. And that's the that's what you're hearing, and that what what I'm what I'm saying is. The people who produces wants more of that. They don't want to make a whole bunch of tracks, even though to your point, and you made a good point, even though to your point, if I'm only doing two minute tracks, then I can put 30 tracks on there. Mm-hmm. But when you initially, when people see it and I'm, I'm going with the visual, if I see 30 tracks, I'm going to automatically go, God damn. I didn't exactly. really notice that each track is two minutes though. But if you get 15 tracks and four of them is like five minutes long, you don't really think about that until you're listening to it. And then when it breaks off into another beat, you're you thinking really it's another. Think yeah, it. because you're mm-hmm. thinking it's just the next song. And then it goes on and then you just go on to the next one. So producers is like, look, I just got to get this my beats in. I got to get I got to give a lot of credit to the engineer. The engineer mixed and mastered it. Well, the engineer leveled the vocals and the beats to almost act to the extreme accuracy mm. extreme accuracy and i say that because i'm listening to it i'm turning it down i'm turning it up turning it down turn it up i'm turning it up and i'm just like wow the leveling of the voice is not over the beat because mm. the beat is so hard and mm. you, you you you're expecting to you're expecting Gibbs to be overshadowed by the beat because the beat is so strong, naturally. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just naturally a strong beat. But his voice and the leveling of the of the voice is like, wow, this shit sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I really appreciated the fact that his vocals was leveled to the T right. on these beats. I had to give shots out to that because that shit made this shit sound even more better than it it it, it really I ain't gonna say than it was, but just just the team worked really hard on yep. this. You can tell there was a good team that worked here. And if I didn't see the footage, I wouldn't have known it started at seven two thousand seventeen. But they've been working since two thousand seventeen on this product. Mm-hmm. So they was perfecting it. But to your point, I think Mad Lib is such a great if you hear how he does his own stuff instrumental wise. If you working with someone who's who likes to perfect their own shit, this is great. Now let's let's let me be critical real quick. Freddie Gibbs shouldn't he doesn't deserve these beats. But guess what? what? No, he doesn't. You know there's there's so many artists that I would love to have these goddamn beats because I love the way they rap. He's good, but there's better rappers that I would say, damn, if they would have had that shit, this would be a classic. This and they would don't be work a hard. Fucking... They don't work as hard. No, 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 no. Don't. I'm not taking anything that he he doesn't really, you know, he got what he got, and he built on this, so guess what? It's his. He owns that. But when you hear such great fucking production, and to your point, the engineers and everything, because even sometimes when when Freddie raps, he sort of mumbles a bit. You know, sometimes he'd be like, and he mumbles through that, but you you don't. It doesn't stand out that he does that because it's it's really balanced so well. And to your point, 
they allow shit to go on. So even though I said, yo, man, he just kind of went a little fast on that beat. They probably was like, go ahead, do your thing, dude. Just do your thing. We're going to leave it just like that, to your point. Mm. Whereby saying, nah, man, you went a little too fast for the beat. Do that one over. And no, nah. they was like, let it go. Because this is this is what we want. And I think the agreeance was on that. But if you listen to previous Mad Lib productions, he does this. He does a really good balancing job of how he does his production. Okay. So, and and that's why if you hear both of those, that that, that soundtrack one, um, the beat conductor, and then the In India one, beat conductor three and four, you'll mm-hmm. get it. You'll say, yeah, this dude is good. He takes his time. He makes sure this is 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 really good. But think about this. This was years ago, and he did this shit on a goddamn iPad. This was damn damn good with a fucking iPad, but he's but again, all he did was transition what he did to make things a lot easier. That's all. right, right. That's what I'm saying. I I can tell it was a copy and paste. It was like an obvious copy and paste. It wasn't like a blend mm-hmm. on a lot of these, but the copy and paste was so. I mean, Flawless. the beats were so good. Mm-hmm. It was just like bam, you know. It, it was like I don't need to copy. I mean, I don't need to blend it. This copy and paste is gonna damn near sound like a blend. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. like I he's 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 very confident with his production. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't care how you feel. <laughs> you know, but more than that, he he wanted to he I believe he had um Freddie in his mind making these beats. Right. Yep. You know, I don't feel like it was just like, uh, you know, I got a couple beats over here. Mm-mm. It was just like, hey, we're gonna make some beats, man. Prepare some beats for me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, this he gonna sound good on this shit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he gonna sound good on this shit. What, what do you think about Ooh. this? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the ones that he picked out, you know, they, they. So I, I think that Madlib is a great artist for knowing the person that he wants to use, wants him, wants to use his beats. Yep, yep. that's the thing that you gotta understand. Mm-hmm. It don't matter how good you think the artist is, it's how good the producer thinks the artist is. Yeah." Said that years ago, right? Because, like you said, Guru, that nigga there could have been the worst motherfucking rapper ever in my in, in pop size. Goddamn. Yep, yep. But that motherfucker, <laughs> I thought he was cool. I'm like, damn, you think he's that bad? Is he? I gotta go back and listen to this nigga. I'm gonna go on title and check this nigga's cool gangstar out right now. Yeah, Goo 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 has no he has the voice that people get captivated by, but that motherfucker cannot rap. He he was the first nursery rhyme kind of rapping ass motherfucker. But uh he had the voice to, and he had the best beats in the fucking world. In the world. That's funny. That's that all that weird. was and shit. So Nah, but um so I'm gonna go with um this phenomenal shit got me at a straight nine two five because there's nothing out right now that has the best balance balance for a release this year. This is one of the best balance um, releases that I've heard in a while, and it's one guy with one producer. Mm-hmm. Not multiple shits to say. Let's make this one work because you're a little better with this. Let me make this other guy because of, oh, let me get some features to support 
what I no, nah, he had some features on him, but he was like, Yeah, I'll throw y'all in there. We're cool. You know. There's some people I hang with that that's cool. And I'm gonna make it this way because Mad Lib probably said, Let's do this this way. Oh, this one, I wanna put this in there because Addison Park is the, the hot motherfucking singer that goes with the rappers anyway. But I really like the killer Mike and the Pusha T shit because that was like a regular feature type um um cut and i liked how they kind of blend that together and then again his beats was so fucking phenomenal it didn't matter who was on there <laughs> they could have had some unknown motherfuckers on there and it still would have been good bro because i'm listening to it and I, I, I put it back on and i was like damn that shit is cold anybody could have been on that motherfucker damn this dude is good and to your point and what makes me excited because of what you said was, dude, it's not just that one sample. He put a sample on top of that, and then he used the same. He used the same song, but took a sample from the back end and put that in there. And there you go. And you would never know it unless you listen to the whole fucking song. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of people who sample Bob James. Bob James has a song Nautilus, and they took four different sections of the goddamn the song. song and put it in there, but unless you heard the whole song, you don't know where it came from. And they took it from the one song. And then there's some people who took a portion that nobody used and then flipped that and was like, where did that come from? That's the same goddamn song. It's just a portion in there that was different. And that's what makes good producers who sample say, what you don't expect, I found a gem. And this dude find gems in his shit. Yeah, he's really he's really good at finding like little little parts of songs like oh I like that or mm-hmm. he's he's just I, he still checks out his vinyls he still goes and and digs for music mm-hmm. he definitely still goes and digs for music man I really appreciate that about him you know you could tell by that yep. and Freddie Gibbs said that when he seen Nipsey and J Rock get nominees for a Grammy that put the battery in his back. Oh, really? Okay. You know, he felt like, you know, if they could do it, man, you know, that gave him hope. Mm. You know, and this is definitely worth nominee. You know, you know, strictly Mad Lib, but you know, Freddie Gibbs stood his ground, man. He oh. really held his own mm. on this. Yep. Like, he, he, he told a great story. You know, he even told his issues about him and his stripper that he used to fuck yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. That was you know, cool. I thought that was cool, man. I thought that was cool. Uh, I like Soul Right. As long as I'm get my soul right. Yeah. You know, I, I think, like, he had some really, you believed him, you know. He had some nice little slick punchlines. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was original, man. Nothing sounded like he was waiting on somebody or he had some type of writers man everything was good man i give it a 925 also okay Uh, i'm not gonna give it anything more than that because i could have been better no i'm i'm not worrying about the could have been better um but i did feel some type of way about education and I, I was like, this is cool. This is cool. But dang, man, y'all should have made that education flow better to y'all verses. You know, y'all should have ended y'all verses a little more slick. You know, but Black Thought murdered that. 
It, it like, was intentional. No, but yeah, you, you you need to listen to y'all sing Bay though. If oh, you he really did. Listen, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, he was yeah. telling the story. Yeah. Right. I, I love the story better than Black Thoughts, you know, how he how he Rapid hit it. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does it really smooth. And, you know, sometimes he, you know, I still kind of call him most. <laughs> I don't give a damn. So when, when most hits a story, he can put those little cliches and shit inside of there. But he right. makes you listen to his, the way he creates. And I love that. Now, Black Thought, you just, if he, if he wanted to, he could have gave you that. But he was like, no, I'm just giving you this. And guess what? You're going to raise your hand and be like, thank you very much. Because mm-hmm. that's, he's just that dude. You know what I mean? And, and again, I'm just saying I knew what the producer wanted to happen. Look, let's just put the hook as a silent, what you call it, and education. And then you jump in. Let's break it up. And then you have your own section and go from that. And that was intentional. You just didn't like it. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that, though. There's nothing wrong with that. But I, again, being a producer and these, you got two big time fucking highlights on there. And you wanted to be able to say, put these two guys on there, stop them, don't roll them together, don't do anything. Let's just give them their own. And then you end it, end it with whatever you do. Cause this is your album. You end it. Don't start it and let those motherfuckers crush it on the back end. You end it. You take it. You heard what they said. Now it's your turn. And I like I like it a lot when they did that. Like with um with Eminem. Eminem went through with um um Bobby Logic. And then he went back on the back end and say, I'll close it out for you. Thanks for showing up. But this is my shit. And um <laughs> that was fucking cool. But yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the nine two five. Uh, I'm, I'm. This is the leader of my pack right now. This is this is the leader, and I'm more biased because I'm I'm a production guy, and this was just really overwhelming. And the fact when you gave me those samples, just to hear that made me like, wow, this is the shit that I love because people can't really recognize the skill to be able to hear something and make it something different. Even mm-hmm. though you heard it, I still made it different. And then when you hear it again, you kind of like, wow, look what he did with that shit. And that's what makes a good producer. <laughs> look to the sky. Man, that shit is hard. That shit is so hard, man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for me, I, I, I'll see it on the on the artist side, on the writer side. Mm. You know, for Freddie Gibbs, this definitely, you know, moved him up in the rankings. Mm-hmm. I say moved him up in the rankings because I kind of already had him on the charts of, you know, as a really, really a decent artist in these times. Yeah, yeah, you me know, too. So, I agree. So for this album, you know, this is definitely almost flawless. Mm-hmm. No, I will say that as a as an attribute, you know, as a bullet point, this mm-hmm. is almost flawless. Yeah, this has this is authentic production, and it don't get no more authentic than this. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it, and honestly though, this is a classic album. You know, it this, can be. This, it can this be. Gave this gave Freddie Gibbs a name for himself. You know, even though I, I've known him and, you know, I've been watching him, but I'm not important. This, 
gave Freddie Gibbs the name that he was he knew he had and and what he what he's been asking for. So you know, and then like you said, looking at looking at the reviews of this album, mm-hmm. I, people are impressed. Yes, people are highly impressed. But look at look at the the what they did together. So you're right. It doesn't matter. If it was a Mad Lib album and he had some other rap on there, they still would have said, what a good album. But they would have said, what a good album. They wouldn't have said, wow, this is one of the best albums I ever heard. Right. Because Freddie was on there and you was introduced to a guy that most people really was like, wow, he going, oh, this is a little gangster dude, but he he's doing it so fucking well. Yeah, he's been, he been doing that, dude. You didn't know him? No, I don't know about no Freddie. He introduced himself because he had the best producer out, one of the best producers out there that wasn't from the South. Right. And you didn't hear that trap beat. This was something that made people go, damn, did you hear that? And then my man was rolling over. So they did this so well together that people, and to your point, I hope they remember when you hear this, this is the one of the most unique releases of the year. There was good releases, but this is so unique with two talented people that this should be a great introduction to Freddie Gibbs to a lot of people who did not know him. Yeah, this is definitely, that's what everybody's been saying, man. This is definitely, damn, man, this is one of the best albums of the year, man. Easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easily, man. I'm I'm going through my homeboys' reviews, man. Everybody is giving it a, a same rate, man. Quality out, man. Quality piece of product. Freddie Gibbs only put elite people on here. Mm-hmm. Only put elite people. I'm not even a big fan of Killer Mike and his raps anymore. Right. But you rock with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I always I always take heed to that. I love me some Pusha T. The album was really good last year. Yeah, he did a good release. Uh, Black Thought is a legend, and it's hard to get most deaf to do anything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so That's true. That's for you true. to pull all that off and then have a legend or a product, producer, mm-hmm. you know, that's just like Royster 5'9 having DJ Premier produce all of his music. Yep. Yep. You know, so... You know he's up there. Freddie Gibbs is up there with 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 him. Mm-hmm. You know, he can always drop another album. His next Mad Lib album is is gonna it's not gonna be a classic, but it'll sell out. Mm-hmm. You know everybody will know that. You know at least I'm gonna have some real hot production. But it depends on because he may do another release with somebody again. Because you know there's people lined up who want a Mad Lib beat. Or a Mad Lib collaboration, they're lined oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. This, but this he may just say, off his shoulders. This, yeah. this really re- this rebirthed Mad Lib. Mm-hmm. You know this 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 moved Freddie up in the rank and it rebirthed Mad Lib mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Not, no question about it. So mm-hmm. no, I'm still a huge Freddie Gibbs fan, man. I, I love I love it, man. I follow his page, his page, his ID page is hilarious. And you know, Mad Lib, man. You know, I just think that he is. There's a lot of great producers out there. I yep. just think he's one of one of the most elite. Yep. He's yep. one of definitely one of the best, man. One of the best. And 
I'm hoping people will know that and and don't slide him out of the way because they want to hear these trap or whatever they used to listening to. Because mm-hmm. again, there's music that's out and you know, you know, our next one coming up is uh Little Nas X and that's music on there, it's totally different. It's a modern melody type shit. And right. that's where things is going. But if you appreciate music, you will say, what a great rapper, what a great producer, what a great release. That's what this is. Yeah. He's, he's qualified as great. Yep, You can't go no less than this. Nope. But yeah. Fetty was great too. That's what I'm saying. What a great rapper. What a great producer. What a great release. You're going to have to recognize all three because it went together. Mm-hmm. You can't take anything away from this. And I haven't had an album that I didn't go, well, you know, I, I did like it, but, you know, the other two down here, I, I can't even say that. There's nothing right there that I can just narrow down to say, throw that one out. There's some that oh, no. I don't like no more than the other, but I'm going to listen to it anyway. Because the production is so fucking well. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Ain't nothing beating out this. Ain't nothing, ain't, beating. Ain't nothing beating this out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not, not right now. Yep. Not right now. Considering what came out in the first half on hip hop. Mm-hmm. No, nah, man. Ain't, ain't, ain't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jim Jones, again, used only heat makers on his. Mm-hmm. And his was, would be a close second. His would be a close second because of his credibility and because of his longevity in the game, you know. But lyrically, oh, he's not touching Freddie Gibbs. Wow. You know, so so this definitely gets over the Jim Jones, but Jim Jones is, is nomination. But he, Freddie Gibbs has been in the West for some time, but he's from Indiana. Would he be classified as? Uh, East rapper? No, nah, he's Midwest. Or, they, you got a lot of Midwest in like the Chicago, and you got uh, the Detroit rappers. Why? But he's he been in California for a while, man. Yeah, but if he if he's claiming Indiana, then he's one of them. Okay. But if he's been in California, and he's been in Texas too, hasn't he? No, no. Gibbs Gibbs is is a California native, pretty much, man. He's been uh, he's been in California for. I would say over or uh, uh, since I've known him, he's been there. Okay, okay, yeah, but he claimed Indiana because that's where he started, and you know, mm-hmm. you know how that goes. But, yeah, uh, but you know, he got to move his family back to to a nice place, man. There you go. You better. <laughs> you better. <laughs> Anywho, nah, good review, bro. Good review. Um, really excited by this one. So it it just it just skyrocketed to the top. Um, you got anything else, brother? Um, nah, man, nothing else, man. Just please make sure y'all go check out my show. With that being said, it is on, uh, yeah, you can definitely go on YouTube <laughs> to check it out. Um, WDBS Hip Hop, check that out. Or with that being said, you'll definitely find it faster on WDBS. You can go on IG, WDBS Hip Hop. And IG, you can check it out. Click on the link on the bio, going right to it. Check out all the videos. And make sure you go double check me out on Bougie Brother Sean. That's B-O-U-G-I-E Brother Sean. 
on IG. I got you all the most updated stuff. I got you all the reviews on the hottest with music. I'm just pretty much that guy. So holla at me. <laughs> That's cool. Bougie brother, bougie black brother, and bougie black bro on IG as well as Twitter. But bougieblackbrother.com is the website. Go there, see the downloads for the podcast and every podcast downloads you can check it out it is no doubt you can get it we're gonna keep active we're gonna keep it back up and hopefully we get some hotter stuff coming out so we can feel good about our reviews as opposed to just reviewing what's coming out but uh really pleased this week and we appreciate you stopping by and keep us dropping a note in um likes dislikes uh because we're building on our award show so Really want to get your comments on what you're thinking about this year because you kind of got what we thought. So, really would love to hear from you. <laughs> Other than that, Carl Wax is a Friday. Whoop, Sunday. Friday's wine. <laughs> Sunday is the music. So, check us out and we appreciate you. And we'll see you next time on Carl Wax. Peace. Peace.